Good morning, folks. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for viewing. I'm here with Ben Joes. He's right around the corner. He's coming up. Don't forget your coffee. This morning's coffee, not brought to you by me. We got Boomtown in the building. Crack rock and all. Cold brew. We've been going too long without cold brew. Two weeks is a, oh, without Boomtown cold brew. It's been two weeks long enough. I miss their flavor. Still a rookie in this coffee game, so. Here he comes. The man himself. Just getting his things in order. There he goes. Look at him. This big handsome fella. No, I mean I made myself coffee this morning, so I think getting another one was kind of overdoing it already. But there, I love Boomtown Cold Brew, so no extra caffeine in there for me. Who uh, who was at the counter today? Uh, not Emily Blunt. <laughs> not Emily Blunt. Uh, I always forget her name. I haven't seen her in a while. She's. We were actually talking about how she stopped doing morning. Too many morning shifts. Mornings weren't her jam. So, and then uh, Mr. Uh, man, what's his name? The hipster of all hipsters. Cool guy. He's got nice eyes. Cool guy with nice eyes and a fantastic beard. Might I say? It's too nice. The it's beard is. There's too much work nice. going into that beard. I don't know. I think there could be more. I think that if your beard looks like it's straight out of a magazine advertisement, then, like, yes, that is maybe what we aspire to be. But when you actually nail it, I think it's unsettling. You know who who nails who nails a, a nice mustache? Who? Cody Anderson, CrossFit Games athlete. CrossFit Games athlete. Like that, that came out of nowhere. I have not seen him. You haven't seen his mustache? It's just the mustache. Did the he have it a year ago? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I think he still has. I think he's still rocking that thing. I think maybe when he first grew it, I'd. I'd seen it like right after the games, like yeah, right. He yeah. kind of got his got prominence from performing really well. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Yeah. His breakout was that muscle up workout. I think I know. Oh, that that was two years ago, right? That was two years. That must. Yeah, that, that was two run, years ago. That run unbroken every time you broke. Yeah. You had to run. It was twenty one fifteen nine muscle ups. Yeah. Or was it nine fifteen twenty one? It was something along. Those I feel like lines. they ended on twenty one because it was like insane if they got to twenty one. But if you dropped, it was some sort of penalty. I don't, I don't think you ran every time. No, you're right. They stood underneath, but he went unbroken. I he think he ran break. after each round. Yeah, he he did some. He was maybe he, he had a gy- I might be combining background. two workouts because I feel like there was one where every time you broke, you ran. It was like thirty muscle ups for time. But that was last year. That was last year. That was last year. And maybe Cody's was twenty one fifteen or nine fifteen twenty one, but you finished and you ran after every. Yeah. Because they were in the state, the soccer stadium yeah, on the grass. Is, yeah, the, yeah, they were. Because when Rogue California. unleashed that giant like Transformers rig with like it was super overbuilt. Yes. And then yes. one year the wind was real bad. Ugh. Nothing like rings swinging around for you not to be able to grab them. Well, especially there where the rings are on like 15 foot straps, which mm-hmm. is crazy. I mean, it's one thing to do a muscle up on a short strap. It's another thing when it's like hanging from 15 to 20 feet. It's it's amazing the amount of control you have to be able to demonstrate there. Yeah, your technique has to be on point. That stability escalates quickly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. And then he came out with the mustache. Like, whoa. At first it was unsettling. 
because I was used to his baby face. And then he did. Ha- he was a young looking guy, but yeah, maybe yeah. that's why he grew it. Yeah. Maybe he's tired of getting ID'd at the bar. <laughs> maybe. I mean, that's men. Men come up with weird reasons to grow facial hair. It's either you got you got a weird chin or you look like you're 12. I used to not want facial hair when I was younger. I was like, oh man, I don't want facial hair. Yeah. I just want my clean face. Yeah. But I like my scruff. I really much enjoy it. How was your morning today, Ben? It's good, man. It's a good workout today. Probably the workout of the week. And everybody yeah. did very, very well with it. Um, We had... Dun, 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 dun. We had some... Who was it? So, Zach... We already had a few guys and gals do the muscle-ups today, which is exciting. But, um... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's a better workout at 155, 105 than 185, 125. But other than that, it went it went smoothly. Looks like they're getting about four rounds in the 21 minutes. Nice. And um, very good, y'all. Big ups, morning crew. Yeah, and six a.m.s. Low key growing because if you look at who's in it now, the people that used to be six a.m. they're not even showing up anymore. Where y'all at? Um, but we have a lot of new faces coming in. So I think 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. might have turned a corner in terms of uh, of getting a great crew, and it kind of started when Lindsay arrived. Yeah. Lindsay's yeah. such a such a source of, of charisma and, and positivity, I think, that that's – and athleticism. And I yeah. do think it's important. Um, you know, performance doesn't matter, right? And it doesn't matter how good you are to get started, but we all – benefit from being around people that are whether we say they're better than us or whether they just um they get they're they're just good at it um whether we want to talk about them being better or not i think we all we find joy you wouldn't want to be in a cooking class with nobody that was good with food you wouldn't want to be in school with nobody that was interested in learning um so when you're in a class with someone that's capable of higher in skill or more weight whatever it may be i think it even if that's not for you, which is fine, I think it still motivates. Uh, and I think that's where 6 a.m. and 8.30 have, and 5.30 p.m. at the time, um, that's changed a little bit. Not I think bit. in the past, those three class times struggled because there weren't always, I guess we could just say RX athletes, but I don't think it's about RX. I think it's because um, it's personality too. Like, yeah, you got to be charismatic. You can have someone that lifts heavy, um, but if they're not joyful – and I mean, I know he listens, but like, I think that's why when Chris Hammernick moved to five, it was better for both he and everybody because Chris, when he was at six, yes, he was a good mover, but he doesn't have that charisma coming out of him. Um, I don't think he would take that as a slight. And so that was an example of he needed to gravitate towards another group. Meanwhile, Lindsay, who is a similar athlete strength wise um, and skill wise, but she has the charisma, she has the joyful nature. She's now drawing athletes mm-hmm. to her. And the people that were already in class were amazing, mm-hmm. but now they can ride off, I don't know, whatever yeah. that intangible thing that comes from you're, someone that's that's You're talking good. about that, uh, that ability to express that charisma because Chris isn't a fun guy. He just couldn't express it like Lindsay can. Like, is that, I think that's what you're trying to say. Like, It doesn't radiate off him naturally. Well, I don't know that I would call Chris a fun guy. I, I don't think <laughs> that does make him a like. Fun, like you're a I'm not a fun guy you're a fun guy um Chris is a fun guy. doesn't mean you can't be enjoyable like people can enjoy hanging out with me without pretending that I'm fun um Chris is not fun in a class 
Um, but Chris is a good person in the class and Chris, when it comes to the perfect environment, then when he's, if Chris is surrounded by people that are working hard, then Chris is on point. Mm -hmm. But if Chris is not surrounded by people that are working hard, Chris can get drawn off his focus. Yeah. No, I enjoy training with people that are better than me. Better than me. It's, it's just a different push. Yeah, absolutely. Just a a different type of push. Keeps you humble. Keeps you hungry. Well, I think also there's more power. There's more power in a strong woman right now than there is a strong man. Um, and that's not to say one's better than the other, but I just think you do have to take into consideration perception. And if you walk in and a guy's lifting heavy, it doesn't, it, I, I don't even notice anyone like, Oh, mm-hmm. cool. Cool. Bar went over his head. Yeah. Um, but if a woman is confidently approaching the movement, um, there's something, and maybe it's still preconceived notion, maybe it's still stereotype, but there's something still so unique about that, that it's more, it tends to be more inspiring and then you also consider that women often will have more a perception, like perceived humility of spirit, meaning rarely are they slamming the bar and then like clenched fists cheering under their breath and like a look at me attitude, which is fine. Like I, we all do the same thing. Guys are the same. We slam bars for no reason and mm-hmm. we think we're hot shit. That's fine. That's kind of what we we're supposed to be primal. It's what we're replacing killing the mountain lion with our bare hands with. So mm-hmm. we need that expression. Um, but with about that. but with women. We, I think it's, they've been told a lot of their life they're not supposed to be doing this stuff. And so for them to be doing this, it's more a celebration. Uh, They're able to see the joy in just the accomplishment of the task. Um, And I think men, we expect to be there. So when we finally get there, it's kind of like an F yeah. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily, it is celebration, but I think it's more of like a F yeah, that's my worth right there. And so that, that's perceived differently. Um, men, maybe it's more like men will define themselves by the fact that they can lift heavy or not. Well, it's kind of expected. Well, that's it. That's what I mean. Like I'm doing what I, I'm and finally so, able to do what I, I'm to supposed do. to. Yeah, supposed I'm supposed. That's to exactly do. it. And women have been told that they're not supposed to do anything. Mm-hmm. So every pound above zero is huge. Yeah. Because their mom and grandmother well, told them that they're supposed to look pretty and and make their husbands dinner. Well, I mean, with the arrival of Miranda, so many women are so excited and inspired by her strength and her fitness and her her intellectual awareness of, like, you know, mindset and everything. And she's just been a great example so far. She hasn't even been here that long, and people are in love with Miranda. Well, absolutely, but we've seen that in the past with really media – and let's be clear, I'm mediocre here. Um, yes, be clear. Female coaches – that had no intention of fulfilling their potential. Um, they still made a lasting impact because the women were drawn to seeing strength being expressed in a mm-hmm. positive and confident way. Mm-hmm. They were drawn to, and it, it's you need this in your life, they were drawn to someone who was unashamed to be strong. Mm-hmm. And something that no matter how long a coach was with us in the past, something that every female coach that's been here has done is demonstrated confidence in being strong. And, and for that, I'm grateful. And I think that's why you do, you, you hear stories or you hear kind of recollections from our athletes about when certain coaches were here and things that they remember and kind of miss. And I think that the difference with Miranda is she already is taking more of an interest in them Mm-hmm. Um, so she has that pride in being strong. She has that 
desire to show the celebration of fitness in a female body and a strong female body, but she's pairing that with a genuine desire to invest in the in the athletes, the men and the women, but specifically the women. So she she's kind of embracing her role as uh, a leader of sorts in terms of I don't know. I I don't want to put her like on a pedestal because that's pressure, but whether she's conscious of it or not, I think she is fitting into the role of the strong female that people can look to and mm-hmm. specifically women can look to. I think she's filling that role very, very well. And then on mm-hmm. top of that, if she continues to evolve, then she will truly, truly fulfill the potential role she could have here. Um, and in the lives of each and every one of those men and women that are looking to her. So I, I do think that she, she has come in here and done, um, done a great service to, to, our female athletes, but our, all of our athletes in general. I mean, the men, the men are taking note. When uh, back to women, female coaches have a greater opportunity for impact because when they're doing it right, the women want to want to listen to them because they want to be them. They want to know how they got so confident or how they got so strong and confident while being strong. And the men, I think, are in awe of a strong woman who is able to deliver knowledge and able to able to deliver expertise with confidence. So um, I think that Miranda is, is taking that role on. She would probably tell you she's intimidated by that. Um, but that's just because she, as we talked about, is she's a perfectionist. Uh, and I think she's doing a very, very good job of filling that role and growing into it each day. So yeah, uh, the women here have someone to look up to in-house. And I think that's always a huge advantage. Uh, and in, even in class, I think that's why we sit at 4.30. When... I've kind of decided to Angie. I mean, Kirby, if she's, I think Kirby needs a, a sidekick, but like when Angie's not in 430, 430 is a weird class. 430 is a weird class. Um, Don't know if a little, yeah. And yeah, I mean, they're still great people. They're still great class, but like it's a different energy when certain players aren't involved. They don't talk. They no. literally will not talk to each other, but they're friends no. because when Angie's there or when whoever this player is, if it's not whoever it is, that is the missing piece on these certain days. Once they're there, everybody's talking to everybody. Mm-hmm. But you take that one person out, nobody's talking to anybody. Yeah, You'd be like, weird. do y'all know? Do y'all? They act like a. Why fi- being so weird? They act like an average five a.m. class. Like in, at most gyms, if there's a five a.m., which a lot of gyms don't have a five a.m., people don't talk to each other because they're groggy and they're tired, and they they're there to get shit done and get out. Well, sort of. You're, you're getting a little more credit. They literally are just like limping in and limping out, and <laughs> and so that's what four thirty reminds me of when they're not on in their in terms of on in terms of connecting with each other um so i do think that each class kind of look man 8 30 is the best example when it was just my mom and lizette like even before your mom started getting consistent even for those two athletes my mom and lizette who've been the most consistent over the longest period of time for 8 30 and then janai came in mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and when janai came in there became this like unity yeah. and shared experience. Mm-hmm. But before Janai came in, there wasn't really that. No. And I don't know that you would say that like Janai went out of her way to do anything. I, I think it's who Janai is. Yeah. Just the way I think 6am, I think it's who Lindsay is. I mm-hmm. think it's just this positivity and this desire to say hi and, and how are you? And it's amazing how far that goes. Yeah. Um, because Janai's not, like she's not bringing them all together before class. I'm like, all right, huddle up. Well, I mean, she has your number. She's going to ask you where you at. And so once Janai showed up, and maybe the best example is how consistent your mother is now. 
Because yeah. your mom was showing up, but not consistently. Yeah. And yeah. now if your mom's not well, at 30. I'd always give her shit, too. I'm like, how many times did you go this week? Oh, okay. Yeah, but first. obviously that didn't have an impact. No. So it had to be the fact that like someone like Janai came in who was genuinely interested in her. That definitely helped. And once like was going to ask about her and really ask about her, not yeah. just like, how are you? Don't care. Be quiet. Yeah. Like genuinely like, hey, Dina, how you doing? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think it's amazing when you know someone cares about you, how how much easier it is for you to get up and get there. Yeah. But if you don't know anybody cares, then why go? Yeah. And we talked about that a lot. Don't do it for yourself. Or I should say this. When you can't get up for yourself, get up for the other people. Yeah, there you go. That's a better way to put it. Because just as they just as they're showing interest can help you, if mm-hmm. they know you'll be there, mm-hmm. then you being there will help them get up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it does kind of stink when you go ahead and get up. That's why when your mom's like, hey, Sue, you going to 830? And then she doesn't show up. It's like, hey, the, the reason this is a big deal isn't because you couldn't come. Yeah. It's because it looked like you're going to be there. So what if that's the reason someone actually got up and came? Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's not your mom's fault at all. She's just asking who's going to be there. Yeah. But like as, a, as an example, if I'm like, you going tomorrow? Yeah. That you're kind of assuming I'm going too. Like, mm-hmm. why would I be so interested if you're going? Unless I quickly say, I'm yeah. not going to be there. But if I left the car, like, you going tomorrow? And you're like, yeah. I'm like, cool. And I leave. Mm-hmm. Kind of the assumption is I'll be there too. Yeah. And so you might be getting up because I'm there because, hey, okay, I don't really want to go. But if he's there, maybe it won't be that bad. Yeah. And then it's crickets. You get here tomorrow and I'm nowhere. Yeah. You don't see me till Tuesday. Jeez. Like, where the hell were you? I'm like, oh, I, I, was, I wasn't going to go. I was asleep. So sleeping in. I think that each class needs that leadership. Yeah, or at least someone that they like to hang around. That's it. Something. Yeah, and it can be smaller group than that. It can yeah. be you have someone that maybe isn't the draw for everybody. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that works as well. That was kind of five a.m. when we first had the merger after Harvey. You kind of had those little clicks. Yeah. Now it works because everybody's connected to everybody, and I actually think Josh Truitt did that for five a.m for breaking up the Skyline group. And the Skyline group was never just, like, yeah. it was not clicky-clicky. But, like, they definitely, like, you were going to see Jay Garcia and Jennifer sitting in the corner together. Yeah. And they yeah. weren't really going to be seeing it at, at first. Mm-hmm. But now it's not that way, you yeah. know? Now and more social with everybody. Ed, Robin and, and Josh kind of kind of bridged the gap there because now they're mm-hmm. connecting to everybody. Yeah. And now everybody talks to everybody. And it's, it's beautiful. And I think everybody has a, a lot better time. Mm-hmm. Um, side note, I think Jerry moved to the Woodlands. And... I'm hoping that this is the week of the move, and maybe that's why he hasn't been here for three days. I hope that's all it is. I know he doesn't. I don't think he listens. I, I definitely know he doesn't watch. But if anybody <laughs> has Jerry's number, shoot him a text and say, "Hey, Jerry, where you been? Where the fun are you?" But that's another good example because a month ago, if Jerry's not here, that changes the whole dyma- dynamic of the class. Mm-hmm. But now the class has kind of stood on its own, mm-hmm. so Jerry doesn't have the pressure. I don't have to be like, "Hey, Jerry, where on earth were yeah. you?" You're hurting my business by not being here. Still wondering where you're at, but I am worried. But now I'm wondering for your sake, not my sake, not yeah. selfishly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think wherever we started this, strong women are amazing and inspiring. Miranda's absolutely coming in, and I think she's already exceeding the standards set by the former female coaches. Mm-hmm. But even those female coaches, one of the th- I, the thing I will I will never take away from them is that they're celebration of being strong was inspiring to everybody because I think as a female that's especially when we're in CrossFit I think we overestimate or underestimate how difficult that still is I think the world still tells you that you're not supposed to be strong Um, I think when you're around strong people you don't feel that so when you're in CrossFit you're around your fitness friends you don't hear it as much Mm -hmm. 
But I think if you were in a public setting, if you're at jury duty, I don't think the lady next to you would be happy that your bicep was bigger than hers. Yeah, I, know about all that. I think that's where the uh, someone's like, oh, why is your arm so big? Mm. I, I mean, that's just the older people. They're dying off. Well, they are dying off, but it is, there's still some younger people. There's still some young. If you went and hung out at Orange Theory, I think that you would have a lot of women that are like, um, bicep definition? I don't think so. That's. Yeah. They are. Yeah, that's just young people that followed the old people. Absolutely. Well, that's so you're saying it's society. Yes, a little bit. Because our the people in the people that embrace their bodies, they're outliers. They're mm-hmm. outliers, and ideally, we all would come to do that. But uh, people who People who celebrate strength are outliers still. And um, again, I think because we run in circles with fitness people and we follow fitness people, you're not following normal people on on your social media channels. You're not involving yourself with regular people. Um, I don't think we really remember what it was like. Um, Yeah, because, I, I, geez, man, women, if they touched a weight, like the last time a woman said the word bulky, I haven't heard bulky in over a year. That's completely different. Um, well, you live with your mother. Your mother still says bulky. Probably. I probably heard. We're it. getting. We're breaking her down though. She's getting away from that. Yeah. Like, I don't want to look like that. I'm like Dina. Stop it. No. If you look like that, it'd be fabulous. Again, she's old, so. She's not, bro. Your mom is like forty. I mean, old in the sense like she's from back in the day. So. She's not, bro. She's forty. That's not back in the day. She's 21 plus 22, so still back in the day-ish. Back in the day enough. Well, for you. To be for you to be thinking a certain way. And that's okay. I mean, how easy is it to change your ways? Well, I mean, how do you want me to answer that? It's both very easy and both very, very hard. Exactly. So it's just how some people are. They change at their own rate. Yeah, I, but I I really don't think it's back then. I think it's family. I think it's culture. I oh think, yeah, for sure. I think it's I think you could be five years old right now, and mm-hmm. if you're with someone who prioritizes weighing ninety pounds, then you will not believe in strength. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my mom was severely impacted by how her mom raised her, and her mom raised her that her mom, my grandmother, my mom's side weighed. I mean, the whole time I remember her, I don't think she ever weighed a hundred pounds. Jeez. She was a small woman though. Like she wasn't. She wasn't. It wasn't like she was too emaciated but like she she could have weighed 100 like it would have been healthy for her to weigh 105 110 and i think that she was someone that was like 95 is is the dream and um and that for sure impacted my mother like tremendously and so um although it was more common because strength training for women we talk about marvis mrs mazel there's a workout scene in there it's a joke it's a joke like they start sweating and they think it's bad Like it's a joke. It's it's hilarious. You really should find it. I think it's I think it's episode one. It might be episode two. But um, Jesus. Yeah, I mean they literally they're kind of doing stationary calisthenics, like kind of jazzercise without a step. Like just kind of move the body. Yeah. Ne- like step to the side, right outside knee to your chest. Step to the other side, outside knee to your chest. Yeah, a lot of mo- arming movements. It's like it's like bad Zumba kind of. Like yeah. it's a dance sequence that's not dance. Mm. Just moving. It's kind of like P90X without the intensity. Does P90X weights? P90X, yes. P90X had weights. They had dumbbells and stuff. Yeah, it's like P90X. It's whatever the P90X videos are that don't have the weights. Or it's just a bunch of like maybe like what we would probably do jump squats now for. They were doing like quarter squats without jumping kind of thing. Mm. So that's how they used to work out. (sighs) It's 
it's amazing how we evolve. Ideas time. change, you know? Yes. It's such a different time. And it's going to keep changing. Things that we like today, we might not like tomorrow, you know? That kind of scares me. But well, who knows? I don't think it's scary. Eh. Who knows? We'll find out. We'll I mean, find out, though. Well, can you think of anything that you used to like that you don't like anymore? Hmm. Mm. I mean, I guess there's always phases. I certainly liked a haircut when I was a sophomore in high school that I don't like anymore. I had a mohawk. I had a mohawk as well. Like mohawk mohawk? Yeah, shaved head and everything. Nice. Yeah, me too. Hmm. No, I can't think of that right now. But I mean, there's not like a piece of technology that you would be disgusted by now that you used to you know, like in. I used to freaking love technology. And then yeah. I went through a phase where I was like, man, technology's fucking us up. Yeah. Now I'm like, no, I appreciate technology. Yeah, I appreciate I, well. It. I like it. It's doing a lot for us. It's doing amazing things. But well, there yeah, are ways. I think you can be specific about what you mean. You didn't mean all of technology. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to not know the weather. That's all technology. Yeah. Like, yeah. you don't want your car to not work. That's all technology. Like, yeah. So, but what you might mean is, like, specific innovations within technology. And really yeah. what you're talking about is consumption of content. No, I wasn't talking about that. Because that was there wasn't no content back when I thought this. I think I when, when okay you know what when I used to think about it no it's not it's not the content thing I think that's per person. Some people have difficulty with that. Some people don't. Um, I think for me it was how technology was making everything way too easy for everyone. That's what it used to be. What are you, are you talking like calculators? Uh no, just just relying on it too much for everything, every single thing. Like you can't leave, like you wouldn't dare leave here today without your phone. Would you? Well, Flip would. phone included. I would. I, I, I leave my phone all the time. No, I'm not talking about by accident. I'm talking I, about on purpose. No, I'm, I am I have 48 missed calls right now. I don't answer my phone. I don't need it. Oh, I mean, um, me too, but that's because I don't recognize those numbers. I don't no, recognize your number. I ain't answering that phone. Well, I'm not answering my phone anyway. If it's important, um, send me a text if you know me. Yeah, if you don't know me, you can't send me a text. Let me know you need to talk. Yeah. Just yeah. like, hey, I need to talk about this. When are you free? Cool. Yeah. Give you a call. Yeah. But if you want to, like, there's, and uh, people... People, the reaction right now would be that seems silly, but like, where has technology improved? That's an area it's improved. Yeah, where you don't have to blindside blindside somebody with a topic. Mm-hmm. Like, back in the day, you had to just call because <laughs> you didn't have another option. You can yeah. send a letter. Mm-hmm. Hey, when can I call you? Yes. You didn't have another option. Now that we have the ability to use text, mm-hmm. why not use a text as the primer for the conversation? Yeah. Hey, can you, I call you? If you and I need to talk and I'm busy, mm-hmm. then. If I answer, because I'm supposed to, right? I'm supposed to answer, but I can't talk. I'm doing you a disservice. Yeah. Because I'm like, ah, I'm busy right now. Yeah. But I'm also probably not going to tell you I'm busy. I'm probably going to try to force the conversation because I'm like, oh, I answered it. I don't want to be rude to you. Those social norms say that if we, we're on the phone, we might as well engage. Yeah. But I'm not focused. Mm-hmm. But had you texted me, I'm like, hey, I need to talk about this subject. Yeah. I can automatically figure out how long the conversation is going to be, mm-hmm. how much energy I need for it, yeah. and if it, it needs to be quiet or not. Like, okay, cool. I'll be able to go sit down in about 10 minutes. Let yeah. me give you a call. Yeah. But now people are like, oh, that's, that's ridiculous. You should be able to take a phone call anytime. But why? If you don't yeah. have to, then why? Yeah. It's like, and those people are the ones that order Starbucks through the app and don't want to talk to anybody when they get there. Well, or you order Starbucks on the app because customer service is shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I stood, yeah. that's a fun story. I went to the... I've been going to the Starbucks at West Gray and Shepherd. Now there's like three right there. This is the one that's on the northeast corner, so the one right in front of Barnes and & Noble. And I walked in, 
did not order on the app because I don't have uh, cell service on my iPhone. And so if I don't have Wi-Fi, I can't use it. So that, that And that's why I leave my phone is because I don't have any reason to have it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not answering your phone calls, then you don't need a phone. And, and you don't have – sorry, if you're not answering phone calls and also you're not on social media um, – then it's a lot easier. It's way easier for me to leave my phone. When I, if I have a network, I will, I agree thousand percent with you, mm-hmm. even though I have no reason to need my phone. I, I used to feel like I couldn't breathe without it. Mm-hmm. Meaning like, if we're going to leave this room, it's like, wait, where's my phone at? Yeah. And now it's like, Oh wait, I put my phone down at eight this morning and it's 4 PM. I hope I can find it. Yeah. Um, but I think that's – I have to be very open. If it had a network, I think that would be a much more challenging thing for me to do. But uh, I walked in, and it was – I forget what day it was. It might have been – I think it was like a Saturday or Sunday. And there was no traffic inside. There was people sitting down, but there's no line at the, the counter. But I had well, I'd walked through the drive through line, and there was – you know, it's normally backed up a little bit. And I stand there. Nobody says anything. That's fine. Whatever. Okay. Stand there. There's a guy to my left outside the counter wiping something down. Okay, but and I've seen, and I know he's not new, but I, I was able to say, okay, if he's new, maybe he can't work the register. Cool. Yeah. So it's not his job, mm-hmm. even though I've seen him work the register. And, yeah. and then there's a guy at the oven, and you know the oven's always near the register. Yeah. And so, and then there's two people down to the left that are making drinks and at the at the drive-through. So like, and they're working. Everybody's doing something. Yeah. You got the kid wiping with a rag. You got the kid working on the oven. You got the the two people. Does he make sure the handles are on? Making drinks. I don't know. <laughs> And nobody says hi. Stand there for 30 seconds, and nobody says hi. And so I literally start my timer. And I'm not going to say shit, and I'm not going to make a fuss. And I start my timer. I got to two and a half minutes. And I finally, like, I felt bad for saying it, but the guy from the oven turns and walks past me, looks at me, doesn't say anything, and I go, hey, man, are y'all open? Yeah. It's 2 p.m. They're open. Yeah, like, yeah they're definitely open. And he goes, and he's kind of caught off guard by it. He should be. And he's like, but but you, he should be in terms of like, hey, sorry, be right with you. Yeah. It wasn't his answer. Yeah. It was like, yeah, we're just busy. And I go, hey, say hi, and I'm not a dick. Yeah. And like, and I don't know. I mean, he, and, I, and then I said, sorry, because I don't, it's not my job to teach you a lesson. That's a very, that is an old person thing. That is our parents' generation thing. Well, you know what? This new generation needs to be taught a lesson. I agree with that. Well, and that's that's it. Damn it! Isn't that the isn't that the truth? Is like, where's that line? I think that moms that are willing to ask for the manager go a little too far sometimes. Don't want the bob. Let me Just speak kidding. to the manager. Just kidding. Just kidding. I well, apologize. Nicole and I, I used to joke about it. Like mothers <laughs> will, mothers will let their opinion be known, even if it probably doesn't matter. If there's a little bit of a slight, they're like, oh. Oh, hell no. <laughs> and our generation is goes too far to the other end. It's like, oh, oh sorry. I, didn't, I don't want to bother you even though you're doing the bad job. Yeah. So I didn't feel bad about saying something, but I just wanted him to know, like, I'm not, I'm not here to, like, ruin your – like, I'm not yeah. trying to ruin the rest of your day. Yeah. I don't need you to feel like shit for this. Yeah. And I said, so I'm, I'm sorry, man, but, like, just say hi, and I'll wait for five minutes. Yeah. But if you don't say hi, what are we doing here? It could be an eternity. And it reminds me of, of – how important it is to recognize people mm-hmm. and and when you make eye contact and do as just as little as just smile at them they get energy from that because when you don't it's as if they don't exist yeah and i and, would, 
I wave at strangers all the time. Well, they kind of look at me weird, like this so, psycho. Yeah, but in some, is I, what it is. even the ones that probably look at you weird probably drive away or walk away, and they still feel better that they were recognized. Yeah. I think that. <laughs> yeah, but if you give them the bird, they recognize you real quick. Well, <laughs> well, that's isn't that in that in that something? Nice gesture. Yeah, fuck that guy. Give him the bird. Well, hey, fuck that guy. I think that it's actually what's interesting is I think they would be more prepared for the bird. Probably. I yeah. think they'd be less shocked. Maybe, yeah. Especially stranger men. So they're they're used to the aggressive aggressive behavior and not the not the nice behavior. Not well, the did, did calm. Yeah. Well, so. Um, and there's no reason to avoid the topic. So we, I was listening to um, Rogan talk to the comedian that works with Michael Bisping, whatever his name is. Um, Brian Callen. No. Um, oh, he does. He was just on this week, and he's been on before. Um, anyways, from New York City, and they were talking about being in the city and the benefits and the the downside of being raised in the city. And they said one thing is that in the city, whether you're poor as hell or rich as hell, you see the other side. Gomez. Gomez. That's it. And and they said so. The benefit is that if I'm broke and I come from nothing, I still get to be around money. So mm-hmm. I can know it's possible mm-hmm. because I get I'm crammed in the subway with them or I'm on the street with them, mm-hmm. and if you're in the country, if you're poor, you you don't you're not around it. Like poor folks in the country or in just more spread out environments don't get to be around. In Houston, New York City is very different than Houston. Mm-hmm. Houston's so laid out that if you come from a poor neighborhood in Houston, other than your time at the Galleria, like yeah. you're not around money, and so maybe you don't feel like it's possible. Um, and so they said the one of the benefits was that. They said the downs. One of the downsides was, especially for men, you're so much more aggressive because you're always around all of this anger and frustration, mm. and so you're more willing. You're ready to throw down, like mm. either, either emotionally or physically, like you're ready to go to negative yeah. so quick. Mm-hmm. And I think that that, and they said it's, it's from being on top of each other. It's from just always bumping into each other there's there's so many people that you don't appreciate life because you're like well if that person dies there's another one right there like Mm -hmm. if that person gets hit by a truck it doesn't matter there's literally a thousand more people on this sidewalk and if you're in the country or just again spread out environment there's not as many people you appreciate it more you know um and i think that 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 can kind of be that negative state of mind think about it like what's the stereotype someone coming in from the country and they're just like genuine and innocent and just like mm-hmm. golly gee the big city sure is intimidating and yeah. now that's a generalization and, and it is absolutely a stereotype but why is it that way because they are gonna they're considered to be more compassionate mm-hmm. because they aren't it's not beaten out of them yet yeah. but if you're raised in the city you're expected to be a little rough yeah you know a little more cold and so if you're in, in, in Houston, there's just traffic all the time and people all the time. And most people don't – most people would rather cut you off than put their blinker on. No. Or most people would rather cut you off and not wave than thank you for letting them in. I wave. Then you get wired to – basically, it's fuck you everybody, you know. And, it, and you're, a, you're, a, you're authentically unique when you do wave. You're authentically unique mm-hmm. when you are smiling instead of, like, staring at the ground so you don't have to say hi. Mm-hmm. Um. But I tell you what, man, I, I I both have patience for in customer service situations, and I have a, a no patience because one, we work our ass off to take care of people, and so when you can't so much to say, hey, we're a little busy, I'll be with you in two seconds. Yeah. Cool, man. Take your time. Like I don't want you to drop everything for me. Yeah. I'm not. My coffee is gonna get to me when my coffee gets to me. Yeah. But 
at the same time, when you it doesn't even cross your mind to say hi, well, we now both have a problem. Yeah. Like, how fundamental is it to acknowledge someone? It's you know, hard, it's hard for some, when you're so used to being a in a screen and typing hi, it's hard to say it. That's that's complete. That's true. It's so true, and it's probably a whole nother can of worms there. Oh yeah, um, a lot of worms. But unfortunately, if you're working in customer service, and you got to be able to say hi, at least some eye contact. Yeah, yeah. you can't be yeah, eye contact's too much for some people. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Mhm, mhm. I wonder why that is. Because we're not worthy of of eye contact. We don't want them to look into our soul. It's a primal thing, I think. It's like you look at a. An aggressive dog in the eye, they want to kill you. I think it's the same thing for humans. We don't want to kill each other, but it's a confidence well, battle. Well, they talked about that. But too. also, like now, like, oh, so there's also stupid people where eye contact means I want conflict. Like walking down the street in the hood, you make eye contact with the wrong person, fuck you looking at. No, I, I, I agree with that. Yeah, you make eye contact, you'll get a smile. But like, even that, how, how much, tr- and I know it's, tr- I know it can be true, but like, at least from my perspective, those are all stories. I mean, mm-hmm. that's certainly never been anything I've interacted with, but I don't, I haven't, I don't come from the streets. Like I don't mm-hmm. come from those neighborhoods. And so it's kind of the lore, the myth of the street, like mm-hmm. in terms of like what, what upper middle-class people think about the streets. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, if you're in the street, don't make eye contact because they're mm-hmm. going to, they're going to knife you. Like, that's yeah, true. And it's like, I think you're, although they're, they're, they're dude, there's someone, there's people that if you say hi, they hate you. And if you don't say hi, like what? I'm not worth saying hi to. Like, yeah. there's always gonna be somebody. Yeah. Um, but I think that also that can be dangerous in terms of selling your selling that person short. You know, because mm-hmm. I remember there used to be an urban legend, and I'm sure someone died. But it was like if you see someone driving without their headlights on, and you uh-huh. you flash your you flash your lights to let them know they're gonna turn around and follow you. Yeah. It's a gang initiation, and yeah, and that's like that. they decide to kill you. Yeah, and it's like. Well, I mean, that's a cool story, but I didn't. I don't remember any news stories like that. I don't remember any news stories. Yeah, I was told that. I mean, I still don't like. Oh, well, they get pulled over. Well, I was. I. I don't bother anymore either. But sometimes I do. Sometimes I'm like, fuck it, see what happens. If they make a U-turn, I'm gun. I'm flooring it. I'm like, oh, they kept going. Okay, I'm not gonna die today. Yeah, I think we'll be. I think we'll be fine. Yeah. I mean, I'd appreciate someone let me know my headlights were off. Yeah. Yeah, same. You think you would know, but sometimes you just can't tell. Sometimes they're off. Sometimes, you just yeah, sometimes your, headli- your headlights are so bad you can't tell that they're on. I was going to say, sometimes you're, you're so dim already that yeah. they're not really doing anything. So that's me sounding like, are my headlights on? Yeah, they're on. Shit. Man. Yeah. So we are another week closer to the Fizz Experience. How's your... Uh, Oh. When when was that group training y'all did? Was that last that was Saturday? Last Saturday. So we haven't talked about that. So Saturday, so Saturday that was a really cool event. Um, it was fun. We had four four teams total. So Skyline CrossFit invited any teams or parts of teams that wanted to. Two teams from Vintage, one from Katy. To come. So the physical experience is in May, beginning of May, in mm-hmm. Austin, Texas. It's basically a three-day event. And yes. um, and so teams, teams don't come, start till Saturday. Teams come from all over the country, and it's, it's it's grown into a very big, big thing. And so um, Skyline had kind of put the invite out there that any teams in the area that wanted to come train together could have that opportunity last Saturday, and I think that's a great idea. And awesome. so you were able to go out there, and you got to be with your full team. Did Miranda and Robert go? No, they couldn't make it. Miranda had a call with one of her clients. Gotcha. And it went longer than she thought it'd go. So you, you were able to go out there with your team, and, mm-hmm. and your team is 
one, two from Skyline, and then one from or two from the other one. He trains at Ido a lot. But trains I, at Ido, but I believe he might be a Skyline member. Well, right? he Not might be like one of those. They have a lot of those competitive gyms have kind of floaters where yeah, it's like this dude like travels a lot. He's always out of town. Like okay, he like real efficient dude. Though. He's like all right, I'll be in town this time. Will you be in town? Like okay, I'm going out of town. Will you be in town? Like can you train at this time? Like he he was a one of my our teammate Toby. Real like organized guy. Like he was one of the he was the driver in making that happen. And he had another guy who was a competition coach at Edo that helped him put it together. So it was mainly them too. They're putting their heads together to get the the event organized. So yeah, I think it's great. I think it's 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 it awesome fun. for teams from different places to be able to spend time together as friends and not just competitors. And so yeah, uh, actually, uh, well, I mean, they, and they did get two other members to work train with Robert and Miranda. They could go. Cause Therapy teammates are in Arlington, Texas. It's um, Robert's stepbrother, I believe. Another okay. stepbrother and his and his, and his girlfriend. That's their teammates. Um, but they're in Arlington. So yeah. We had we had set up two other athletes to work out with them, but unfortunately they couldn't make it out. Yeah. So that's all right. That's all right. Yeah. I think Mar- Robert and Miranda have been doing a good job of getting out in Houston and experiencing some things. So I'm yeah. proud of them for doing that. I've tagged. I've sent. Uh, I've. S- I need to tag. I've I've tagged I've sent random pages to follow for Houston like 365 Houston uh, the the museums uh, Discovery Green like I've sent all those pages to follow the, so they can see what's going on in Houston yeah so there's that but anyways how's training going and uh, I mean what we're a month out month out a little uh, less a little less than a month I think we're gonna train Monday morning I'm not too sure because I think the only time they could train Monday morning is like five yeah gee Willigers Batman um uh, but I mean I'm used to that so whatever um. But yeah, everyone has such separate schedules. Then uh, Samantha's getting married in El Paso, 4:20, so she's gonna be. I think she's already gonna be out of town next weekend, and then she'll be gone for a weekend after the 20th of April. So for those who don't know or don't realize, they know so that you you know both, or if you've been here for a while, you know both people getting married there. So mm-hmm. um, Samantha Peters is getting married to Ryan Garahan. Mm-hmm. Um, so wish them well if you get the chance, because uh, there's two two good people, and they they actually they met here. So yeah. little little Black Wolf wedding wasn't the most professional situation, but um, we are happy that they found love because love is uh, something that we should all be able to or be fortunate enough to find so make sure you mm-hmm. congratulate them uh if you get the opportunity to do so but self-love is just as important still love yes just saying you know you need that too but yeah so it's 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 kind of hard to get all of us together on a day because everyone's schedule is so crazy uh, but i think the eighth will be able to get something in the eighth so that's next monday this monday coming up but yeah, last Saturday was real fun. It was fun to compete with other teams. I think the Katie team's a pro team. Two of them were actually at the Annihilation Games, the ones that won first in me and Samantha's division. Um, they're on. They had a team there. Vintage had two teams there. Everyone was real cool to everybody. Um, it was pretty funny because Samantha had to, had to tell me like, "Hey, uh, can you get their attention?" I was like, "Oh, I gotta use my coaching voice in here." All right, let's do it. Everybody, yeah, let's go. I was like, "Who's this guy?" I'm Joel, by the way. So, yeah, it was fun. It's it's always fun to do that. I mean, was it 16 people doing the same workout? Got to play with an axle bar for the first time. Oh, those are fun. Jesus, that was nuts. It was a mixed grip clean with the regular grip receive. So it was like when that bar floats, I had to, like, time my switch so that way I cut it on my shoulders and not break my wrist mm-hmm. and then get over my head. So that was real interesting to play with. So hopefully I get to play with that again Monday. Who knows? 
And the fittest experience, they do they release workouts early, correct? Yeah, so this coming Wednesday, they will, they will release the workouts. Nice. Unless I missed it and it was this Wednesday, but if not, next Wednesday. I, this feel, like, I feel like we would have seen. I think that would have yeah. gotten shared a lot. Yeah, they uh, again, the teams were efficient. They would have shared. They would have shared in the group text. Yeah. Anything's going on. So this coming Wednesday should be when they uh, release workout. Well, that's good, man. Last year they had some good workouts that were right up your alley, so it should be <laughs> just the first one. Okay, well that's fair. <laughs> but you did. That you, was you crushed fantastic. it. Fantastic. So they they do a really good job. They do a really good job with the physical experience. So uh, I know there's some of our athletes going up there to watch. So mm -hmm. if anybody listening is interested, I think Kirby would probably be the one to coordinate through. Kirby and Summer reached out to me too. Summer said she'd put up a a post on the on the bulletin board with like Airbnb, like who wants to who wants to share an Airbnb type deal there? Because I mean, you got to get them as soon as you can. Yeah, way, so it's gonna be cheaper. I think the later you get an Airbnb, does the price rise? Price rise ever? Like the lady I think, book it? Well, I don't I have no idea. I would imagine you could change the price as the renter, but I I don't I have no idea. Hmm. Yeah. Um so looking at that folks, people are willing to split Airbnb prices. But yeah, so you, you got you'll have you'll have two of your coaches up there. Joel will be there and then and then Miranda and Robert. Um mm -hmm. and y'all met Robert during the open. So uh, for the older athletes, one of your old coaches, Samantha will be there as well. So it'll be oh, fun. You'll Sam know people. So oh. yeah, exactly. It won't be it, it, it'll be worth going. And it's such a big event. There's always something to watch, yeah. always something to see. Layla There's will be there on a team. So some pretty good vendors. And, um, and it's Austin. It's Austin. So it's kind of nice to, to get to the Hill Country. I like going to Austin just for that reason. I've always liked the Hill Country. Like Every, we, every summer we used to go to right outside of San Antonio. We'd stay in Uvalde and go to Garner State Park, mm -hmm. the river. It really sucks how the water level's dropping over there. But, yeah. you know, people, you know, making their impact on the world. <laughs> um, yeah, so I used to, I always used to love that trip because then you get to a certain point where there's no lights anywhere and you see all the stars. Right. I'm still fascinated. Anytime I get to see the stars, I'm still fascinated. Like one of my one of my bucket list trips would be to go to the uh, Australian Outback. Oh yeah. That is where you get to see almost you you see the you see the Milky Way. You see the Milky Way. You see everything out there in the Australian Outback. So. I would love to make it out there. That's one of my bucket list places. And not get bitten by something poisonous. Because, you know, Australia, poisonous animals everywhere. Wild animals. Yeah. Wild I, think all, I think all the <laughs> I think all the poisonous animals are over there. Like, they have the most. Everything wants to kill you. Speaking of animals, you know, we really don't appreciate how beautiful tigers are. I was just thinking about how, that. How would we? We don't. We don't. We don't see them exactly. Even though apparently Texas has a shitload of them, but they're so beautiful. They're so majestic looking. They're the biggest cat, and they're so majestic looking. Yeah. No. Yeah. Like it's a freaking cat with stripes. That's like four times your weight. Well, I think big cats in general. Just watching because we are so enamored with cats. Then you see wild cats, and it's just it's like it's a dog cat. It's 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 cat dog. It's a horse um, cat. They're, they have those – they slink. I mean, because it's like – so Jax, Jax slinks like a panther. Um, and so just watching big cats move, you know, and obviously yeah, you don't get a huge chance. The, but, yeah, they're so the smooth, but they still have the playfulness of a kitty. You can't hear um, Wait, Who has playfulness of a kitty? Those cats. Oh, oh, like with each other. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like now the human. And Unless you're that well, one guy. Yeah, they do. That one guy with the lions. Um, well, trainers. I mean, people that know them. They're animals. I mean, you can train anything. I was watching a video yesterday that this lady at shark. Gatorland in Florida, which is now on my list of places I want to visit, they, they, the the alligators are dogs. They're just dogs. They're just giant dinosaur dogs. Okay. Um, they like literally would whistle at them and they'd come to them and then they'd feed them and then they pet them and 
It was uh, it was wild. It was insane how close they got. They had albino Crocs and all this stuff, and uh, all acted the same. And then they were talking about the different personalities, and like one of the gators literally rolled on its back to have its belly scratch. I've never seen that. Oh shit! I've never seen that. And tag me, bro. Damn I think it. animals. It's that's that's the that's the thing, man. We're we're all the same. Like we're all coming from the same place, and animals want to be loved. And yes, they still have their primal urges. Like you can't. I don't think you should have a pet. Um, but one, it was crazy. One of the gators that got adopted at Gatorland, he had been found in a neighborhood, but it took the neighborhood. The neighborhood knew he was there, <laughs> but they fed him. It was just Carl. And they, they literally did. They called him Martin. They Something. And it wasn't until he ate a Doberman and a German Shepherd that they were finally like, oh, shit, we got to get him out of here. <laughs> oh, he's still But even gator. when they got him out of there, they like were sad he was going. They're like, no, he's like a pet. And it's like a pet that eats your pets. Sound like Lake Placid. It's, it's in that movie. Like, that Betty ate White? The cow. Yeah. Yeah. That was a, that's a classic. Um, Underrated. That, that was like when Anaconda came out too. Yeah. They all did the giant animal. It's amazing how movies do that. It's not a fake amazing, sarcasm amazing. How something comes out, you haven't seen the concept, and three movies in a row have the same concept, and you're like, you guys share share your stories. I mean, it's like okay, we haven't had a military movie recently. The next time a military movie comes out, there will be two released at the same time. Was the last one Dunkirk? Probably. Well, what do you mean, like, comes out? Like, in theaters comes out? Yeah. Massive release. Yeah, I think Dunkirk was the last one. I can't think of anything And else. I think there was another military movie at the same time. Like, it's weird. Like, when U-571, U5- the, the sub submarine movie came out, there was another submarine movie came out, like, three months later. It's a Bug's Life and Ants at the same time. It's weird. It's, it's weird how these ideas aren't. Like, well, I think they got inside people like, oh, shit, this, this, I agree. this, this production is doing this, so we got to do this one. And they're looking for someone who's willing to tell that story and direct that story. It's shameless competition, and it's it's just hacking off it's of— It's like the news, man. If I make an alligator movie, you can make a crocodile movie and write off my alligator fame. Like Sharks? Big sharks? That's that, right? Meg? All the same time. It's funny. It's it's weird how stuff happens Actually, like I think that. Meg was kind of random, wasn't it? Yeah, but I also think that production issues, and I, so I don't know when it was originally supposed to. Movies are crazy. Wait, it's did like, you watch Meg? I did I not. I like you watched it. Oh. No. I thought you said you watched it. I saw a lot of previews. I didn't watch it. I, I watched. I want to watch it. They previewed that movie all year last year, and I was watching those uh, every Sunday. I'd watch the new previews on YouTube, and um, so I watched the Meg preview way too much. I I liked. I used to like corny sci-fi movies. Like, like what? Sci-fi channel. Like Sharknado? Yeah, well, no. I, I have not invested in that one. I, yeah. I refuse to... I actually probably should watch it, but like the ones that were like just so bad, but you're like, they're trying. Yeah, it's like <laughs> the, it's sci-fi was like it's sci-fi in a way. The sci-fi channel in a way was like Lifetime movies for guys. Yeah. Because if you if you've ever watched Lifetime movies, they're so cheesy. Man, my dad be watching that shit. They're like, so because che- they're good for the heart. I, I don't even say I just walk away. I'm like I'm gonna go watch a but podcast. But they're so cheesy. They're so cheesy and I've, predictable. And I think sci-fi movies are just the men's version of that. Yeah, with really really They're bad. Not graphics. well made. No. Get some. Like <laughs> yeah, it's like they and that guy dies. The tracer bullets like drawn with like highlight marker. Like <laughs> it just they animate the tracers in. Yeah, yeah. Um, it looks like lasers. You're like, oh, is that a machine gun? That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they're entertaining. I agree with you. When, mm-hmm. but that goes back to like expectation. If I know it's not going to be great, I can actually enjoy it way more. Yeah. yeah. I didn't go into John Wick thinking it was going to be this like epic drama. True, but true. now I think John Wick's one of the greatest movies ever made. Yes, it's pretty amazing. But like, does it have the artistry? Well, actually, and I say it, I'm kind of selling it short. It has immense artistry. It does. Da, da, ba, da, ba, ba. 
it has jujitsu in it. No, he what, are, what do they call it? They, they call it gunjit gun gunjitsu get. Uh, we- weaponsu. They mm-hmm. combine rifle it. They could combine gunplay and jujitsu together for what he does. Mm, I can't think of what they would call that. Gunjitsu. I think but it might be gunjitsu. Gunjitsu sounds about right. Um, but like, and I think they did a really good. They were smart. The Ta- reason I think John Wick worked as well as it did because it's great no matter what. If you don't know anything about it, but then when you watch those YouTube videos, because John Wick came out at the same time they were releasing the videos of him training. And you go, he's putting the work in. Yeah, yeah. What's what's he doing? And so then you watch the movie, and like, no matter what, you cannot kill three hundred armed guards by yourself. But because you know Keanu put on all that work, you're like, yeah, dude. First he off, Keanu's, totally could. He's the one. You know, he's in Toy Story four or whatever the next he's Toy Story is. One. Oh God, it won't be hard recognizing his voice. He's a he's an '80s action hero from Can- action figure from Canada. Nice. That'd be great. But yeah, he's the one. Come on now. Well, that's it. Is 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 John Wick just an extension of the Matrix? Probably. It's a simulation. <laughs> At the end of John Wick three, he's gonna come out of that bubble thing again. Like fuck. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. Maybe. And uh, I don't know if it was an April Fool's thing, but apparently he's gonna do um. Uh... Damn it! What's his? Whoa! I can't. Believe, I just forgot the name. Oh, um, Bogus Bill, Bill and Ted. Yeah, Bill and Bill Ted. And Ted. I, I don't. I keep seeing it, so I don't think it was April first. I don't think oh, it was okay. an April Fool's thing. Oh, okay. But it might be. It could be. His he his buddy like, looks old. Though. I'm pretty sure that they did a Game of Thrones April Fool's thing. Yeah. They had the one of the characters on there, and she like let it slip that she dies in the second episode. And she's like, oh my god, oh my god, and then she runs out. And I'm like, okay, well that's an April Fool's joke. Yeah. At least that's what I like to hang on I'm, to. I'm I'm not interested in April Fools. I I think you're an asshole. Um, <laughs> yes, I, I managed to slip into some classes. This is a partner wad. Psych, April Fools. Well, that was I didn't understand why they thought it would be because wasn't there wasn't enough workout. reps. Yeah, like it there literally wasn't enough. If you had done that in half, you'd have been like, "Where's my workout?" Yeah, yeah. Um, you'd have been doing sub ten. But yeah, they definitely believed it when you said, "Well, is it cool?" And like, no, idiot. It's just seventy wall balls. Yeah, like you've done you've done one hundred and fifty like with yeah. other stuff. Yeah. Um. No, I, there was. I'm glad nobody tried any April Fools. I, mean, I do not appreciate <laughs> April Fools, and it's most. The thing is, people are getting lazy with it. So a lot of times, it just kind of turns out to be mean. And well, most April Fools is now just on social media. Yeah, it's no one's no one's doing it to each other. Like, like I, I wish I could have put like an airbag in here. Like, hey Ben, sit there. Boom! You launch it to the ceiling. April Fools, bro. That's not, a, oh, that's not April Fools. That's a practical joke. That's oh. different. Oh, okay. You bad. do have to trick. So- April Fools is tricking someone. Oh, okay. Because it's like April Fools, fake, psych. It's psych. Like, or like psych. If it was, like if it was an airbag whoopee cushion. Hey man, sit on that whoopee cushion. It's that gonna make a fart sound. That's, <laughs> that's assault. Like, You're oh. assaulting me. Oh my bad. <laughs> my tailbone's now broken. Yeah. Okay. And my head stuck through the ceiling. Maybe. maybe okay. Yeah, Just hang little, like a cartoon. It's a little aggressive. Tell you what, though, when those first came out, I was dying. Laughing. Those videos? Yes. So but can you imagine someone doing that to you? Like, <laughs> oh, oh man, those people, those those people fly. I've seen some pretty big people fly. You must just be the the yeah. runt of the litter if they're willing to do that to you. Yeah. They must not fear you at all. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. if someone puts, if someone launches you potentially ten feet in the air and laughs, Jesus. they don't think very highly of you. Yeah. Just, just want to see that. Do a damn they thing. wouldn't do that to someone they respect. Okay, they might pat you on the back after you're okay, but they don't do that to someone you that they respect. So let's just <laughs> be careful there. But those look. <laughs> those are br- they're brutal. They are brutal. 
Man, yeah. Oh, where'd this come from? Keanu Reeves? Toy Story? Movies? Oh, yeah, bad Sharknado, movies. Sharknado, sci-fi. You like you like sci-fi movies, and I don't think that's crazy. I think that makes sense. I think they're entertaining. Well, I haven't watched them in so long. I mean, I don't watch movies too often anymore. Yeah. Just because, like, I'm more interested in listening to a podcast and listening to what people have to say. You know, the other thing we're losing is because now everything is on demand, you're not going to stumble into a bad movie anymore. True. When you think about what movie you're gonna select, you don't want it to be bad. But yeah. if you're just flipping channels, you don't mind if it's bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, oh, that's on. I'll leave it yeah. There. And I think, like, I don't want to watch Sharknado start to finish. No. But if I tuned in about 30 minutes in and something cool is happening, I might watch it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I'm not yeah. gonna start Sharknado from the beginning. Like, no, I'm no, no, never no. going to click play on Sharknado. So or, we're kind of look for it. We're like, look, we're losing that. You know. Yeah. yeah. Now, is that a bad thing? Could be for like the creators. Yeah. Do you get credit for creating Sharknado? Like, is that, like, where does that fall in the pecking I mean, order? On, like, what number five? They made a movie. Like, they made a movie. That's amazing. They're like number five or six. Well, okay. What's the version of Sharknado? It's, that it's got a cult following. That's but what's what the is. version of Sharknado that didn't catch? So, Alligator Nado, okay, Crocknado, like the the knockoff version. Piranhas. You made Piranhas. You made a movie. Like you made a whole hour and a half. They movie. made a new Piranha movie actually like a couple years back. Because they tried, because they had boobs in it. Yeah, yeah, it was one of those raunchy horror movies. They were trying to, they were trying to take advantage of like. Let's go skinny dipping. They got a bunch of porn stars with their tops off. Yeah. Piranha. And then Piranhas took those off. Sharknado people claim to watch because it's actually funny and entertaining. Yeah. But like, yeah, Piranhas. Do you get? Do you pat yourself on the back for Piranhas, or do you go, "Wow, we did not really get this right." I thought this was gonna work. Yeah, I mean. This is my life's work. I don't know. It's interesting. All right, it's 825. Tell me it'd be great, is it? It is. Gee, Willigers, Batman. Yeah, it is. You know what I hate? What? When I forget to put my watch on and I look down at my wrist to check the time, and I do it multiple times. Like, the first time I was like, oh, I forgot my watch. But it's when you do it again, then it's like, damn it. <laughs> I don't think it's that big of a deal. It's a big deal sometimes. But no, I kept getting caught off guard. Oh, it's my hairy wrist o'clock. Yeah, I don't. That did me no good. Oh, skin thirty. That's great. Did me no good. I hate when I check my phone when my watch is on my wrist. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a good one. What let time me, is it? What oh, time is it? Let me get it's my like, phone all the way in my pocket. I just I feel like such a schmuck. I feel like such a schmuck. It's when you get called out. I just want like idiot. Yeah. Oh, it's this. Yeah. yeah, I want to tell the whole world, even though they didn't notice. I'm like, I'm an idiot. Everybody, look at me. I'm an idiot. Yeah. I love watch. Yeah, um, I started wearing it again about three or four months ago, and I'm I'm glad I do. Mm-hmm. And but that goes back to not having a phone on as much. I don't feel like I need it because I can I have because I you'll use any reason, any reason to have your phone. Yeah. Get back to like not people not feeling comfortable leaving it. I'll pick up my phone. And be like, well, I gotta know what time it is. Yeah. So, okay, we have a watch on. I gotta check the weather. Oh, there goes Instagram right there. <laughs> Click. Well, I was I was wondering when I pulled up Facebook Live. Twice. I pulled it up on Safari because I have to run it on Chrome and I always forget. So I pulled it up on Safari first and I go through the business page. So I didn't even go to my personal. I still scrolled down. Yeah. Like as soon as it came up, I immediately, like I didn't even think about it's it. Natural. I just scrolled. What's going on? And then, and I caught myself. I go, mm-hmm. why are you scrolling? Mm-hmm. Went back to the top, realized I needed Chrome, opened Chrome. I scrolled down again <laughs> within 60 seconds. Yeah. I scrolled down twice without thinking. That is not my fault. That is the artistry. That is the expertise of the programmers. Oh, they know what they're doing. And the web designers. I mean, they're tracking every. They track everything. They're tracking screen time, what you're spending the most time looking at, what you're going through. 
they're tracking it all. Like YouTube has now has a, a feature where you could. It's called man. They put a funny name on it. It's like nerd feature. It's nerd. It's like geeky something or nerd. And like you put it on and it's gonna display like uh, statistics on the screen for you. It came up on the H3 podcast. Um, was it with no? Have you, have you watched one with Logic? Logic came on there. H3. It was, it was a good one. Oh, I, I I've I've listened to about thirty minutes of it. Yeah, and uh, it was I think a floaty in the beginning. I think it was Chris. Real shit. They had Chris Lee on there, and he came okay. up. He's like, "What's going on here?" And I was like, "What is that?" And I did it to myself accidentally. I was like, yeah. "Oh, this is just a just a statistics or diagnostic screen." Yeah. Just to give you information. People like, like numbers. Bandwidth and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Numbers is universal language. People like numbers. All right, sure. IG went off, so I think this is our way out. Yep. Episode forty-eight in the book. All right, first Saturday tomorrow, free workouts, 8 a.m. and 9 a.m., class 10.30 with me, free yoga with Shay at 11.45. The fittest experience is the first weekend. Oh, 18.85 coffee will be here tomorrow, um, although I haven't seen Molly in a month. Um, and <laughs> She'll come in about a minute, late 8.30. Fittest experience is May 3rd. Yes, start May 3rd, May 3rd through 5th. So if you want to go, talk to Kirby, talk to Summer, see if y'all split an Airbnb, or just you know show up and hang out. Just um, hang out, you can do that. Uh, also, uh, I believe Esco is still competing. Brenda and Escobar are competing that weekend as well in Magnolia. There's a competition in Magnolia. I need to figure out that name. I'll have it for you m- next time. And uh, Tank and Erica are going to be doing that competition, the Festivus. Uh, the one at, yeah, 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 at 1836, which is an humble. Yeah. That's awesome. I That's think that's April twenty ninth, so. which is a great for everybody. If you want to compete, that one is a great intermediate and novice, so beginner workout. It's um, meant for that. It's, there's no pros specifically there. Specifically programmed for that. Specifically programmed for that. Program, program, program I'm gonna and not be confident. Um, all right. So let's go and wrap it up because that's all I got as well. So have a fabulous Friday, fabulous weekend. We'll come back to you next week with episode 49. Thanks for tuning in, folks. Bye-bye.